they don't see your vision. You know, uh, people, a lot of people never imagine what I have now. You know what I'm saying? I stayed in that suburb and we, man, we in, you know, we in a, a A plus school district, uh, planned neighborhood, got two, two story house, got, mm-hmm. you know, nice cars now, whatever. But I, I seen that bitch. I seen all that when I was sleeping on the park Let me thank the spo- the sponsors of the podcast, helping uh, get these awesome episodes out to you guys. So, first up, we got Visa Logics. Have you ever had an annoying issue where you could have resolved it if you just had seen what the other person on the line was seeing? You could be busy. You could be taking calls from either your technicians or your customers. And it could be a nuisance call. It could be like a breaker that was turned off. They don't know how to turn on the system. Your tech is out there and they're trying to explain something over the phone and you, and you need to see it to help them out. Well, with Visa Logics, tether it now. You can do that. It's like a FaceTime, like a video call. And you're able to, it's more of a virtual type of deal because you're able to draw on the screen, point out different things, take a photo and uh, have all these records and that you can use for like training later and you can kind of go back and see these issues that you've helped resolve over the phone. You can use live video augmented reality tools to guide, you know, your simple fixes, see the situation maybe before you go out there. Maybe you need to go pick up parts or you kind of need to see something before you can actually tell them if you can go fix it or or whatever it may be. So you reduce wasted trips, increase customer satisfaction. There's no apps, no downloads, just a text message and then they can get a link to connect. So the future of remote support has arrived. Learn more at visalogics.com slash HVAC. And with Jobber, that is a CRM that we use. So that is night and day. We used to do paper invoices and I hated it. I hated doing the billing. I blocked off a day to do it and uh, just took up a lot of time. So once we switched over to Jobber, I don't really spend time in the office too much doing doing paperwork. A lot of this stuff is already digital in their system. I can schedule jobs, which is maintenance. It reminds me and it reminds the customer, you know, all that is done in the uh, software automated. And then you can have really nice quoting, invoicing, and then send this out through email, through PDFs, a customer portal, whatever you want to do to have the customer view it and then pay you online. And, And you can take payments with Jobber. It's a lot quicker than the old mail out a check, mail out the invoice, collect invoices in person, you know, all that stuff. So check it out. Visit getjobber.com slash reliable HVACR. You get a two week free trial. You get a really nice discount. Go check that out. I appreciate the sponsors of the uh, podcast. Hola, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Reliable HVACR podcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in. If you're on YouTube, please uh, make sure you subscribed, uh, like, comment, all that good stuff. If you're over on the audio podcast on any platform, please leave a review. Help the show get out to more people. 
And like I said, I appreciate you guys. So uh, this is essentially the last show of the year. It's what I'm calling the season finale of season one. So 2023 is basically over. We're here and um, we had a really good run for season one. And then when we start back up in January, that'll be season two. So uh, on this episode, we have Walter Washington. His YouTube channel is WWHVAC. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen him. He posts a lot of good stuff. Um, he streams a lot of his his repairs and when he's on the rooftops and stuff and shows a lot. He helps a lot. I know he likes to help people with um, anything he can, right? Whether it's the, the content creation side, the repairs that he does, or building a business because he's he's all about that. He, he dove into a lot of books. He did his research and... He did really well for himself. So in this episode, he's going to talk about, I mean, he doesn't like to call them struggles. They're just things that were put in front of him, things that he had to overcome, a lot of uh, difficult things that anybody else would have probably upped and quit. But if you can see his story and see where he is now, I think it's very inspirational for a lot of people. I think it's a cool story. He's a good dude, a lot of good energy, but very chill. I like his vibe. So without further ado, here is Walter Washington, WWHVAC. Yo, Walter, how are you, man? Man, I'm great. Fantastic. I'm blessed. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. You know, HVAC, we don't, we don't, uh, or we stay busy, right? We're always working. We're always doing something. Man, 365, it ain't no turn at all. <laughs> That's why I say, hey, name my show HVAC People. That's why I say we unique, some unique individuals, you know. 365 all the time. No turning off. Hey, man, can you give us a, a shout-out to HVAC people real quick? I right, HVAC people! <laughs> yes, sir. Man, I remember that because I used to watch your, your channel like uh, like years uh, years ago, and, and that always like stuck in my head, man. I was like, yeah. oh, that's really cool. Man, uh, I don't know really how I got that, man. I, uh, it's just one, like I say, because kind of like how I just explained it then, uh, we kind of unique, you know, really no turning off. And I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody, you know, just doing H-back, man. I just said that one day. And like I say, it's kind of stuck with me, too. You know, I just say H-back people. Yep. How's work up in Houston? I know you're up in Houston, Texas. Yep. I'm down here in South Texas. The weather might be similar, but are you doing like uh, AC work or heat calls? What do you got? Man, both. We're doing a lot of maintenance right now. Um, but, you know, in the morning, it, 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 they run in the heat and then in the evening mm. time. Uh, they turn it on the AC. I think right before I, I told you this, it's kind of warm up in my house right now. So we, I got the AC going on. So yeah, so yeah, man, we we kind of doing a little bit of both maintenance, heat heat calls, and uh, no uh, no cooling calls. So you run uh your own business, right? You you run your own thing. Is it is it just you, or do you have guys that work for you, or how? What's yeah. the size of your company there? Yeah. So so right now I just uh, hired an apprentice and uh, he, he's my brother, actually. Uh, at first. Oh, it was, cool. Yeah. At first, it was pretty much just me. Uh, every now and then I hire a helper, uh, you know, kind of like fresh out of school or uh, and then as far as my installs and stuff like that. I have a subcontracting crew that do, do pretty much all my new installs. And I've, I've talked to other guys that love you know, talking about the big businesses and expanding and all that. But usually like for us too, we're, we're small. It's, it's me and my brother doing the HVAC stuff. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, my dad and his brother doing like the kitchen equipment. Right. Okay. So we, we mostly do like restaurants, hospitals, anything that has a kitchen and we do 
a little bit of everything. So okay, so we're, yeah, we're, yeah, I almost kind of because I've been staying away from kitchen and stuff like that. So y'all <laughs> kind of opposite uh, of me as far as mm -hmm. that. But I do a uh, residential and like commercial. Um, oh, okay, that was going to be my next question. Uh, you mostly do like residential. I've seen a lot of residential on your on your channel. Yeah, and I had seen that you do some RTUs and stuff here and there. Right, right. So I, I pretty much do uh, uh, for myself. So really, now I've been marketing towards more commercial. Uh, when I got into the trade, um, that's why I started out in commercial. That's all I, I knew was commercial uh, HVAC. Mm -hmm. um, but far as starting my own business, once I got my contractor license, uh, it was more easier for me to get the commercial clients and, and really to uh, gain the capital that I needed. You know, because it was faster money. Uh, you know, a lot oh, of yeah. commercial to do net 15s and net 30s. I needed mm -hmm. the money right now because I didn't want to uh, start my company in too much debt. So I uh, yeah. I signed up with a bunch of warranty companies like that. But right now I'm kind of restructuring and, and kind of uh, rethinking how, 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 you know, how I want to run my business. Do I want to keep it small or, uh, or do I actually want to grow? Because I, uh, I actually think I want to grow now, man, because a lot of business owners that start off as, as actually technicians, I think mm -hmm. we got the mind state of let's just replace my income. And that's kind of how I started off. Um, I working with a large company, making good money. And, and I just said, I'd be okay. You know, if I could just replace, you know, uh, uh, or at least get kind of like the same income that I'm making for the company. And, and that's, oh, really, yeah. that's really the wrong mind state to have. When I, when I started off, okay, let's say a company paying me uh, 30 to $40 an hour. I'm like, okay, if I double that and pay myself 80 to $100 an hour, you know, working for myself, I'd be doing good. That's pretty much mm -hmm. the place of my income. But man, um, now that I've been in business and I know how expensive it is to run a business, you know, as far as insurance and stuff like that, man, you got to charge three, three, four times as much if you want to grow, if you want to, if you want to actually have a retirement plan, you know, if, if, if you want to uh, get new tires on your truck and, and, you know, not be out there dangerous because uh, uh, you can't afford tires because you're only kind of trying to replace your income and only charging, uh, you know, just enough really to pay your bills and stuff like that. But if you actually want to grow, you really have to charge uh, accordingly to expand, you know, to uh, hire employees and hire help and stuff like that to make sure they be able to have some insurance and good tires on yeah. their personal vehicle and stuff like that. So, yeah. Man, and, and that's that's tough because we, we've been through that. Like we've been in business going on 16 years now or a little over 16 years. OK, congratulations. And, yeah, man. And like when we started, we, we took on like too much work, too, and, and got in over our head. But then we started hiring people and that's always a hard part because you don't know, like you, you don't, I have trouble trusting people. Right. And we've been taken advantage of too, because there's that whole dynamic of it. But that's um, difficult. You know, sometimes <laughs> hiring good people, you know, they're going to have the same drive that you have. And uh, exactly. It, 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 I know that's a difficult process. Uh, even when I was working for a company, uh, I, I was a supervisor and I, and I sat in, in some of the hiring pro process and doing the interview. So I kind of seen both sides and I kind of know what they expect. And, you know, I, I know it could be difficult. Yeah, yeah man. And we, we did hire, uh, like I said, they, they some of them took advantage. Like, you know, they're trying to do their own side jobs with our parts or our refrigerant or have the van and, and use it as a personal vehicle. You know, there's all these little things that you got to think of when you start right. uh, yeah. hiring. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me that too, because I want to lead by example. So even with my, mm -hmm. even with my company, when I really start hiring, 
I don't, you know, I don't want you to be doing side jobs. But even when I was working for a company, I was doing side jobs, but I never look, I never. Um, yeah, there's a way to do it. But I, yeah, I never took any of their customers. Cause like I told you, that's how I started off in residential. I wasn't doing commercial and, and I work for a uh, waste service. That's a large company here. And I work for hunting train train. One of the largest, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that train, we, they got several, yeah. several, uh, different, uh, light commercial. Uh, it's a big company, but, uh, I would never was in competition with them. And, uh, like I say, they know pretty much. I have my contract license, stuff like that, but I would never compete with them. And actually I, I had my own vehicle. I had my own tools. Okay. And that was the hard part too. Look, Cause I was just jumping, jumping my truck and everything pretty much documented too. Cause I had my YouTube channel at the time, but I would actually take my, uh, I, you know, that's hard sometimes, man. You taking your tools out, out they van, uh, uh, yeah. and put it in yours and running calls when I get out for work. So if I got off of uh, work, you know, at, at, at my main job at three or four o'clock in the, in the evening, I would still run, run calls, uh, for myself about three or four hours and doing like home warranty work and stuff like that. But uh, to say this though, like I say, I wasn't using any of their tools or the company to yeah. run my business. I, I, I would try to keep the integrity for it. If I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it the right way, you know? Yeah, exactly. And th th like I said, there's a way to do it. Cause like, I, I don't care if our guys, cause we don't do residential. I don't wanna have to deal with that. We, we strictly, uh, you know, do commercial. We can be picky at this point. But if somebody asks me for residential work, I'll offer it to one of the guys, right? Or, or whoever wants to take it. I'm like, go do it. Right. And like I say, not only that, because I know um, we'll have people looking and listening to this. Mm -hmm. I make sure I had all my insurance. I have my contract license and all that before I started too. If you're going to do side work, you know, get your, get your contract license, get your insurance and, and do it the right way. How long How long have you and had your business? So I got my contract license in 2017. And, and, and like I say, and I started doing little side jobs in, in 2018 because I got the contract license in 2017. And then once I got my uh, my EIN number, got all the uh, insurance and stuff like that, and we were ready to roll, it was like 2018. And that's when I started doing the side jobs and started doing uh, home warranty companies. Uh, that's when I start uh, marketing for uh, um, guerrilla marketing for boots on the ground, putting out sound mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I actually went full time in 2022. Um, okay. Summer of 2022 during COVID. That, that's when I say, hey, I think I'm ready to uh, uh, do this thing full time. So I guess what? Uh, three, going on four years now. Man, time fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I remember you doing those videos where you were uh, like uh, going to take your contractor's license and you had all the books and everything. You're uh, trying to get that done. And I was like, man, that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. I thought, I, just, I feel like you've been in business for yourself for longer, but um, oh, man, time, I time flies. Yeah, yeah. That and, man, I try to watch, uh, try to re read up on a bunch of business and stuff like that. And that's why I got, you know, got out my website, my shirts, everything kind of look, uh, look like I've been in business for a, a long time. Uh, that's what a lot of my customers think also, that we've been in business for years and it's like family, family owned. But I'm still learning, man, and I'm still trying to, trying to grow it you know and that that's that's what it takes to to have your own business and stuff you're like yeah you're doing the calls you're doing the, the hvac work you know you're doing the weekends and all that but you got you got to get better at the business side right because there, there's you can be the best at what you do in hvac yeah 
But if you don't know how to handle your business, man, you're not going to last. Man, you got to be able to handle your business, man. And like I say, and that's and that's what I'm uh, trying to transition into. That's what I've been transitioning to, you know, for the last couple of years, and just try to get out the, the, the uh, technician frame of mind. You know, because that, that that technician, I, I'm the type man. When I was a technician, though, I, I got the old school mentality. I, I remember saying, like, you know, like carpenters and stuff like that back in the day. They used mm-hmm. to write their name behind the sheetrock. You know, like. Yeah, mm. I did this this kind of work like this. So true enough, I, I want to do quality work and I want my technicians to do quality work. But at the same time, business sometimes you got to get in and out because you got to be efficient, efficient at the same time. But you do want to do quality work, keep the foundation, do everything, everything uh, uh, right. But at the same time, because, you know, we don't want callbacks. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I said, you got to pull your vacuum, check your micron gauge. Do the correct things, but at the end of the day, as far as a business man, man, I, I have to, you know, re- rethink this thing because you'll be out of business real fast. Uh, uh, you know, just trying to nitpick and, and make sure everything is one thousand percent correct. You know, so I'm tra- like I said, I'm transitioning from the technician to the business man for sure. You know, yeah, man, and then uh, like like with us too, like starting out trying to figure it out and stuff. Uh, branding is a whole thing uh getting getting work like we would we would go out there and i think i've heard you say the same thing like even even though we're commercial and we're not going door to door in a neighborhood looking for work but we're going restaurant to restaurant mm-hmm. in person leaving flyers or whatever we got yeah. making sure our name is on everything branding's on point mm-hmm. like you said like ha- put your uh company name on everything don't be a don't be ashamed to tell people I I do this for a living and I I got my own business right. Tell people because then yeah. word of mouth is like the best advertisement too. Yeah, I, I can tell people too. Most, most like especially uh, in this area right here. If you know me, you're gonna know me from HVAC, and and I feel that same vibe about you. You know, I, I feel that if, if a lot of people know you, they know they know you do HVAC work. Yeah. Every time I see you, you got some HVAC on that's branded. So. Hey man, that's 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 another thing right it's like and my, my dad i i brought that to him because i was like you know put your name on everything put put like we got you know giving out tumblers yeah. and and mugs and stuff i'm like do it i was like it's gonna cost you a little bit you know to, to get that made and stuff but that's like that's the stuff that stands out and now it's all about social media too so mm-hmm. i've been trying to get on there and and trying to get uh you know the 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 channel is one thing, but like getting our name out and trying to be on all these platforms and, and I, I can't do Facebook ads or anything like that because I'm not looking for a homeowner, but okay, you know, I, I put all my work on, on social media just to see, mm-hmm. get, get people's attention, get eyes on us. And then, uh, yeah. we've been, we've been fortunate, man. Just word of mouth is like the best. Yeah. So, so you've been doing all your branding and stuff like that. Do you do that for you, for your company? Uh, I know yeah. Cause when, when I when do your brother help you do that or you most or do you do that part of the uh of the uh, I I do everything from designing mm-hmm. logos the uniforms the wraps yeah uh, our website oh, wow. you know I do I do all that stuff you do a good job being brother yeah hey man I appreciate that but it's, it, when I started my dad was doing like I said this as a side job on the weekends and whatever and he was building it up while he still had his other job and then uh. I wasn't even thinking of getting into the trades because I was like going to school for something else, uh, electrical engineering, because I, I like working. I still like working with stuff, but I never thought of HVAC. Mm. And uh, I was going to college and uh, 
he started his business. I'm like, hey, you, you need some business cards, right? Let me, I went on the computer and kind of designed something, print, printed them out for him. And then uh, I just kept going from there. When, then we did flyers and we did brochures and um, then he needed uniforms and, you know, the wrap and all that. So I've always been on that side just because I'm, I'm good at computers and, and Photoshop and that kind of stuff. So I uh, got that going for him. And then later on, you know, I was like, well, you know what, maybe let, let me try this uh, HVAC thing out. And then I got into it. Yeah, man. We, hey, <laughs> you, you, you smart, man. And like I say, a lot, uh, man, so many smart people in HVAC, dude, I'm talking about engineers. We can, we can do a lot. Yeah. A lot of HVAC techs can do a lot of stuff. Y'all got a good team then, man. I, I know he proud yeah, of cause, cause some people, Because some people try to work with their families and, and they have issues or they, they butt heads or whatever. And I know a lot of people like I've had a couple recently that that they would work for their dad like like I did, but then they would leave because it wasn't working out or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. We have a good dynamic. We have a good partnership. That's how I describe it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give I'm going to give him like his credit. It's it's his company. Right. Mm-hmm. I just helped him out, kind of molded it for him, got our name out there. And like now we just like it's like I said, we don't do the same thing. He does like the cooking equipment. Mm-hmm. But we're 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 a team there, you know. I'll do this, you do that, and yeah, sure. uh, it's been working out, man. No, that's awesome, man. Are, are you gonna? Uh, have you already in- interviewed him uh, on your show? No, I'm 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 trying to see when I can do that. I I need to get him on here. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I to hear that. That'd be nice. Yeah, he has a lot of. Uh, he'll be a good one. I, I just haven't uh, planned that out yet. I need to get on here soon. I've seen, like I said, your your other podcast that you've done, and I've been following following you for a while. Now you got like a, a a lot of stories, a lot of a lot of stuff to tell. I'm just gonna ask you real, like, how did you get into the trade? I don't know how far back you want to go. That's that's totally up to you. If you want to tell everything, that's yeah, fine. So, yeah. So I got well, I got into the trades, man, from a youngster though, uh, to be honest with you. But that's for a plumber. Uh, my my stepfather, uh, you could say my godfather. Uh, the man that really stepped up and was in my life, he was a plumber. His father was a plumber. Okay. So um, I was born in 82. So, man, probably around like maybe 91, 92. Uh, i say about the 1990, 89, 90, man. I was going out on jobs for them. So I couldn't be no oh, more than eight, nine years old. Uh but we would start out with rough ends on plumbing because they, they was residential plumbers and stuff like that. So I just remember digging ditches, uh, laying, laying uh, copper pipes, uh, pulling the, uh, back then it, it way before picks and stuff like that. So we would, I would have to uh, lay out a copper pipe down on the fan uh, after we dig the dishes. And, and um, we, we were a small company back then, kind of like uh, you and your father them is uh, now, man. Uh, to be honest with you, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was my grandfather. It, it, it was, uh, like I say, my dad and his brother. Uh, mm. it, it was just them three. And uh, and I would just help out on weekends and stuff like that. But I, I remember we didn't have any any uh, uh, tools to actually dig the ditches. You know, you can go to Home Depot or, or yeah. some companies probably actually have the trench digging out. We would use shovels, you know, uh, dig all, all our trenches. But I remember, uh, you know, just laying the copper pipes and, 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 and uh, pulling the... Um, the red and the blue part, you know, the hot and the cold water, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was introduced to the trade at, at a young age. So even when, I, even in my teens and stuff like that, um, after my grandfather passed away, uh, that was my daddy. He went, uh, 
full time with the company with his contractor license, his plumber contractor license. And I know I was young. Uh, I didn't really want to do the trades and stuff like that. So he, but he was still pulling me. I was in the streets. He would pull me out. Hey man, you gonna come to work with me? You know, after a long night of drinking and smoking or whatever I had going on, he was still, hey man, you should get up early in the morning to go with me or whatever. But how I got introduced to HVAC, so it was years later, like I say, after uh, whatever Hurricane Katrina was. Um, okay. I don't know if you look at that, maybe about 2005, 2008, somewhere in there, somewhere, I think. Yeah. Maybe That's what I was thinking. I, could, I remember the exact year, but yeah, it's around that time. Yeah. So Hurricane Katrina came, and I, uh, I'm from Mississippi, and uh, I was in Vicksburg, okay. Mississippi during Hurricane uh, Katrina. And it just salvaged the Gulf Coast. I know y'all seen the, the videos and heard of the story, but the Gulf Coast yeah. was just a wreck. Uh, so I seen an ad in the paper and um, that they was hiring or whatever. Anyway, I went down there to do uh, what, what they were doing debris removal. I didn't oh, have okay. a truck anything, no dump truck, anything like that. So I was standing on the corner actually and write the tickets to the truckers for they load. Somebody had to do mm -hmm. that. They were paying us like $12 an hour, man. But uh, we, we worked 12 hour days, seven days a week, you know, and I was just writing tickets. So that ran out of course, um, no more work. So, but they had this thing called project rebuild project rebuild. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, was uh like a government funded type deal where they was because we were uh, the trades was short they, it was short of electricians and, and it was short of uh you know plumbers and hvac man there's some told me uh i didn't even know what hvac was at the time like i said i was a plumber i heard a plumber because the main thing i think we we hear uh, well I, I only heard it was plumbers and, and uh and uh electricians Maybe like pipe fitters, but I never really knew, knew what. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I didn't even know what HVAC was, and I got I into it. I knew what HVAC was, and and I think I had uh, I, I got a video because I don't want to really go out. I want to stick to the store, but I got a video or I replaced my grandma air conditioning uh, a couple of years ago, and 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 I'm I'm staying with her with a with a furnace right across the uh, right across the hall from in the bedroom, you know, with with the condenser uh, outside and and evaporator coil hooked up. I never know what was in that closet. All I knew was a thermostat, you know, and she used to put tape on the thermostat so we couldn't crank it down no more in the 78 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Never knew about HVAC, but I, I seen HVAC. Um, so I, I used that project rebuild and I went to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. And uh, if we had a professor named Chris, man, I really kind of like, I like this me, man, I can do it. I was, I was one of the first ones in class. Uh, I always had that mentality in this, and this, this was way back in, like I say, 2008, 2009. Uh, I was one of the first ones in class. I was like paying attention. I was there early. We were doing a workshop, but it was it was this little fast-paced eight weeks course. Like I say, project rebuilding, oh. trying to get you in and out. Get, get yeah, that was quick. Yeah, to get your foot in the door. Even with the project rebuild course, I didn't have my EPA at the time. So I, I was still studying to get my EPA license and uh, I didn't have a GED at the time. So I don't want to uh, use the screws. Actually, I don't want, really want to go in a tangent also, but that's fine. You got to no, you got to think, you got to think about it like this. Cause I'm, cause I'm saying now that was my mind state then when nobody gave me an opportunity. Now I start reading books and person development books and stuff like that, man. I really would overdose on stuff like that really to get, and a whole nother mental state. You know, uh, I really worked on myself real hard, man, um, uh, day in and day out. 
because I said, man, if I'm gonna make this move, you know, I gotta be a better, better individual. So that's why I'm big on person development because I, I just feel mm -hmm. if, if 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 we handle uh, what's in, it's going to kind of show without another some, somebody going to you know give you opportunity. So I got all that together, man. Like I said, I loaded my truck up and and moved to Houston. It still took me a year uh, before somebody gave me the opportunity. Waste Service gave me the opportunity in 2012, and like I said, I never I never looked back. So after you uh, after you moved to Houston, you had to kind of wait it out. Yeah, man, I still waited out. Um, um, I don't really want to name a lot of companies, but I would fill applications out with a bunch of companies, and mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't give up. Um, and if anybody know my story, I was staying in my truck the whole time. I really didn't have any money in it like that. I said I would not um, uh, fill out an application for something that I do not want to do. I don't work so many jobs, bro. I I don't work, man, from grocery stores uh, to warehouse, packaging, uh, egg cartons. Uh, um, labor finders, uh, dig, digging, uh, I mean, yeah, like I say, digging ditches, busting con concrete. I'm, I always been a hard worker. I don't, uh, worked on the back of garbage truck. I, yeah. you, you name it, I didn't did it all. Uh, from restaurants, um, washing dishes, uh, cooking food. So, I, but so was all was all that in Mississippi? All that was in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, like I say, so when I got the text, I say, man, because. The reason I say this is because I could have easily went to McDonald's or something and, and got yeah. a job or, or went back to a grocery store or something like that. And sure. somebody would, would have hired me, but I didn't want to get in that comfort zone. So I only would fill out applications for HVAC companies. That, that was it. And I say, I'm yeah, not, you, you were you were set on that. I was set on that, man. I, I said, I'll go back in Mississippi if I got to uh, do something that I don't want to do. I'd rather just be around family. And when I say I was in my truck, all my family loved me. I could always you know, state with somebody and they're going to be looking at you, man, you, you need to get up and help out on some of these bills. Cause anybody take you in for a little, little while, be like, hey, a little bit. Yeah. You, yeah. you can stay here for, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months until you get on your feet or whatever. Then you, you know, they'll be looking around cause they, they don't see your vision. You know, uh, people, a lot of people never imagine what I have now. You know what I'm saying? I stayed in that suburban. We, man, man we in, you know, we in a, a A plus school district, uh, plan neighborhood, got two, two story house, got, Mm -hmm. you know nice cars now whatever but I, I seen that bitch i seen all that when i was sleeping on the park bench you know what i'm saying uh on, on the gulf coast running three miles three miles a day and i and i i know people was was just looking at me uh running up and down that beach but like i say i would listen to earl nightingale person development stuff jim wrong with my headphones in running up and down that beach um because mm -hmm. i because i knew i was going you know what i'm saying and even but even when i got to texas even at that mind state then I was planting good seeds, but I never, uh, I never imagined it was gonna still take me another whole year, almost a year and a half, for me to land a job. But it was, it was almost a perfect man, man. I say God, God working mysterious ways. It, it, it was the perfect yeah. situation for me to be where I am now. From Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, the night that we were supposed to walk and graduate, when they give you your diploma, yeah, that's the night that I got in my truck and came to Texas. I still had a footage. I'm driving uh, to Texas with everything in my truck. But that was the night I was supposed to walk. And, and the reason I didn't walk is I was saying, man, I want more than this, you know? And, and it, even, even when I got to Texas, um, I enrolled in uh, AC, uh, Houston Community College and started, uh, they had an engineering program. I, I started going to school for engineering. I was like that, you know, I, I want to do it big, you know? So, uh, so when so, you, when you moved over to Texas, you were still learning and, and educating yourself. 
Oh yeah. In the sure. in the in the meantime, even though you didn't have a job or anything. Oh no, man, I, bro. I was at that school, man. I was at the Wynn Job Center after school, just filling out yeah. applications. And even at uh, and when I say Wynn Job Center, for somebody that don't know that is, that's like a, a, a employment agency around here in Houston. Uh, where you go and they try to help you find a job, but they will have programs and stuff like that to try to uh, help you, you know, uh, be better at interviewing and stuff like that. But I, yeah, man, I stayed at bookstores. Um, you know, I, I stayed, I had a gym membership at Planet for Fitness. The Flat, Planet for Fitness at the time when, when I joined the membership, they was kind of new, but they, mm -hmm. they was kind of nationwide. And if you join, I joined them, uh, Planet for Fitness in, in Mississippi. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, but I can use my same membership to go anywhere nationwide, and I mm -hmm. and I found one uh, local where I was, man. I would just kind of move around like that from from the Wind Job Center to ACCs, because ACC have multiple campuses and stuff like that, and, uh, and you know, and I would just ride around, fill out application interviews, stuff like that, man, until I got the opportunity. Yeah, man, and you uh, you said you were living out of that that suburban, right? You uh. Did that for was that over a year? Yeah, yeah. So it was over a year, man. Nineteen ninety-three suburb. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, that, and that was two thousand eleven, man. It, even if you if you went back and look at the weather then, I think that was one of the coldest weathers. Oh, that we, okay. That we had in two thousand eleven, man. So it was some tough nights. You know, I, I, I even uh, my license was suspended. I went to jail uh, during this time. Um, and the lady, the lady, she was in, I think it was in Stafford, but I would stay at the Walmart parking lots. Okay. And, and I know we probably ain't got nothing to do with age bag. This is this is my story. It's just your story. That's that's fine, man. Yeah. So um, but I was in the I was staying in the Walmart parking lot and stuff like that. Um Walmart was staying 20 before COVID. Walmart stayed up 24 <laughs> hours at the time. You yeah, know, back so. back in the day, Walmart used to be open 24 hours. <laughs> yep. So I used to blend in a little bit, but uh but every now and then, a, a cop man pull over and knock on my window, you know, search around, see what I'm doing. I think this lady named Rodriguez. Uh, she, it, this this was her second time knocking on my window, or whatever. But anyway, the second time, cause she kind of she kind of seen what I had going on. I had ACC books and stuff like all kind of books and stuff. So she's she 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 obviously knew I wasn't in no troublemaker. But anyway, this second time, man, she she ran my ID, and I didn't have uh. I didn't have license and insurance and all that stuff was suspended at the time, you know? Uh, so I ended up even in jail for two weeks because I couldn't even afford, afford to get out and, and Texas have it to where I think I owed them like $1,400. Um, and Texas have it to where, uh, you can sit out, they get like $200 a day to go towards your fine. And yeah, man, I had to sit, sit, uh, oh. sit out. And, and then I was like, man, you know, God was, he was tempting me, man, but I, I stayed strong because, because even I was telling the lady, I was like, um, uh, I was like, ma'am, you know, she was like, Mr. Watson, oh, I wish you wouldn't told me to run your license. And I was like, mm. and I was like, uh, but she already ran them then. By the time they ran them, it's in the system. And she, she had to, she had to lock me up. So they told my truck and stuff like that. And I was like, man, and, uh, shouts out to her, man, because that lady got, she got shot in the face, uh, I think a couple of years after that. In a line of fire, but uh, damn, she's doing okay now. But but uh, but uh, she's a good one. She gave me some words of encouragement. You know what I mean? But uh, nah, man, that, that that was a tough turn right there. Cause I was like, man, I'm way up here trying to do what's right, and I'm sitting up here in jail. <laughs> but oh, some tickets, yeah. man. That's a and 
it's, you were living in your, your suburban, you know, like you said, going around Walmart parking lots and, and doing what you had to, but it's not even easy for you to be doing that either. Like you said, the cops are always knocking over, knocking on your door and trying to see what you're up to and stuff. I wouldn't change none of it, man. It was an adventure. So yeah. I'm here today. So like I said, I'm blessed really. That's, that's a good way to look at it, man. Because like anything that anybody goes through is what makes them the person that they are right now, everybody. And I've, I've talked or I haven't talked to, but I've, uh, I've seen other guys that are doing very well for themselves too. Like yourself. They're, I mean, there's not a lot of them. They do prison time that they do that. They have some issues in the past, but you can, you can turn it around and there's really no excuse, especially listening to, to what you've gone through. Yeah. Um, no excuse if you, you put your foot down and you, and you set your eyes on something, man, it's possible on the trades just like for anybody. Like I wish I would have known about it sooner. I wish, I wish more kids would know about it. Um, because some of us, like when we're there trying to figure out what the hell we want to do, it's like, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. You know, I'm good at, I'm good at taking apart things. And that's, that was me right as a kid taking apart stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, learning how stuff works. That's what we do. And it's like, there, there's a, there's a whole world out there for you, right? Trades. If you're good with your hands, you've, you know, anything happens, you know, that the trades is always there and it, it's never out of business. It's never going away. It, it's, it's something we need to talk more about. Yeah, I agree. I'm assuming you got into tro- some trouble when you were younger and uh, you did some time there. Yeah. So um, you don't have to go into detail. I'm just, you know, just part of your story, you know? Yeah. No, nah, I, I mean, I can go into detail. I don't know if I ever shared it. So when I got to Texas, as far as when I told you I was an ACC going to study for engineer, uh-huh. I never really imagined, man, being a, uh, a a business owner this far as in HVAC. I knew HVAC is what I wanted to do, but when I got the uh, waste service and stuff like that, they had an engineering department. Okay. So, and that's why uh, I transitioned it to engineering. Because I, I was just going going to school for ACC to get my uh, basic uh, associate in science. And that's when they opened up the uh, the engineering course. So long story short, I had a felony on my record. Uh, okay. So, but it, it, it is expunged now uh, back in Mississippi. And, and the, re, but the reason I had that felony, like I said, man, I never was no bad guy or anything like that. Uh, yeah, and I, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, no. Nah, so I was dating, I was dating, um, I was dating my high school girlfriend at the time. Uh, that was my high school sweetheart. But her parents didn't like me, I can say, because I was kind of, you know what I'm saying, around Bussy's kid or whatever, doing uh, what a lot of teenagers do in, in little small communities. Um, but I was never doing, I know, murder or uh, anything like that, you know what I'm saying? But just a, a, a bad kid, really not paying attention in school and stuff like that. So her parents and stuff didn't really like me at all. To each his own though, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. even when we were that young, like I say, I was uh, 16 at the time, she was 15. Uh, okay. You know, so um, with that being said, I mean, a 15 year old, even to see, even for as far as a male, we really supposed to be concentrating on school or anything. So true, mm-hmm. true they, they want what's best for their daughter. But anyway, she was in love with me. I was in love with her, you know, uh, high school uh, sweetheart love or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, she would give me her ATM card 
but it was her family ATM card. And this, and, and this was actually ATM card. This, this was back in the 90s now. So mm -hmm. this before credit card stuff. And before I knew anything oh, okay. about credit card. So it would so it would just start off where, hey, you take the car, you go get pizza or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And sure. then you get to the uh get to the point, hey, where you keep the car and uh you know use it however you want to use it for for what we need. I would use the car to buy weed, I would use the car to buy shoes, uh, I would I would uh buy clothes. Yeah, and like I say, it was a debit card going to a savings account, you know, with her name, but it, it was like a family card for them. So, but this was, man, but this went on for like a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Everything was cool because I, I would just use it, but it, it started to add up. So I would sneak over there at night. And uh, man, one night I snuck over, snuck, uh, snuck over there in, in her window. I'm tapping on the one, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me, she, look, she let me in. Man, and uh, I don't know how, bro, we both fell asleep. And uh, all, all, all I hear was, um, her dad tapping on the door. Now she tapping on me. Her dad tapping on the door. Hey, is my dad or whatever? So man, dude, I uh, and I had a Kruger at the time. Uh, I think it was like a 1990 Kruger. Okay. They had, so dude, man, I uh, opened up the bathroom. Wonder man, I ain't had none of my boxes on at the time. <laughs> I just jump out the window. You know what I'm saying? Scrape my stomach up a little bit, and I run to my Kruger. I ain't got no keys or nothing. But I parked on the hill, on the side of a hill or whatever. The Kruger had some buttons that I had a code that I could pop my trunk. I always kept a, a spare key in my trunk. Okay. And, man, and uh, bam, bam, bam. Opened up the trunk, and all I heard was boom. The guy shooting the rifle and everything. I'm, he probably shooting it in the air or whatever. I don't know, man. All I know is, is I'm gone. So, yeah. man, look, so, so I'm out of there, man, and like... Um, now I'm staying at my grandma's house, man. And like two weeks later, I'm at my grandma's house, man, probably about four, four something in the morning. And uh man, here come the police knock uh knocking on the door. Boom, 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 boom. My grandma come waking me up. Hey Jeff, you know, the uh the officers out here uh uh, uh want to speak with you. And man, that's when my whole life changed, seemed like it. Uh so anyway, we go down to the police station because I, I don't know what what's going on uh I, I don't know what they got me down here for so and this yeah. this is when you're like 16 17 you said right yeah 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 so and you're just a kid yeah so i like so I, don't, I don't know what's going on why they got me down here uh so i go in and uh it, it was about four in the morning when they knock on the door so now i'm sitting in like a holding oh. tank holding tank for like five hours and I found a deputy come and talk to me, and uh, and that's the first thing he said. Like he he brought up my uh my girlfriend name, and uh, I'm, I'm like, what's this about? And she, he was like, so tell me about this car right here. You know, you've been using or whatever. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh man, this, so this was this about man. They interrogated me so long in, in that room because because I think man, totally probably I probably it probably less than a thousand dollars I used, man. But they interrogated me so long that and that was my first time. I ain't never been into no trouble or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Never been, never been in the jail. But man, they they uh like I say, and I did use the card. I'm I'm guilty of that, man. But they yeah, they, they made me pay uh what they are they almost coerced me 
And that's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? I, and I even told the parole board this because it's this later down the road after I got convicted or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Later down the road because I pleaded guilty. You know what I'm saying? But I was coerced, man, from 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 every 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 dime they they used on the car from from like January all all the way to the to a whole year. Everything, every transaction. Oh, they're uh, trying to get you for everything. Oh, every change. I'm talking about her, what her father would make. I'm talking about he paying his bills with every transaction. Um, Damn. Because what happened was though, and I kept on telling. He was like, uh, he gave me that sheet of paper like three or four times. Now you use more than that because I was telling what I use about probably this much. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay. I got some Reebok and stuff like that. And like I say, I even purchased uh, weed and stuff like that. Because uh, uh, it was ATM card, I can get cash out. I would get it um no more than about a hundred dollars in in uh here and there. And uh but man, that dude kept shoving that paper back in front of me. And like I say, they offered me drinks and stuff like that. So I just man, man that's here, man. See, I cause he was like, oh, you go and sign this paper and you can go home. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I because they're just they're just trying to get you for whatever they can. Oh, dude, I was like, man, yeah, man, I'm just ready to go home. But me not knowing then, I didn't know anything about the system. When he said I can go home, I'm thinking that okay. As soon as I do this, I'm finna walk out the door. Yeah, you're like you're good. Oh no, 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 no! I thought that man. That's when they had, they had to book me. Um, they had to book me. I had to go. I had to go uh, bond out or whatever. Man, I think I still had to stay in there probably another three or four days for my family to come and get me. And then uh, my family, they didn't know really nothing about the system either. Uh, uh, we, mm-hmm. we didn't really have no money for no good lawyers or anything like that. And. Uh, and, and and yeah, man, I ended up getting uh, so I ended up had to pay restitution. That that was my plea deal. So I ended up uh, uh, since I signed the paper, the lawyer, she was a, a court appointed lawyer, uh, and and she she really didn't help me out. I did the restitution time in, in, in a place called Greenville, Mississippi. Man, that's that's the most racist town that you ever want to be in, and that's what we call like the Delta, Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? You got the rest of Mississippi, South Mississippi, you got Delta Mississippi, where they, where they still kind of like got modern day slavery. If you get in one of these restitution farms where you got to go out there and work, work, you know what I'm saying? Plow the fields, do catfish farms, do chicken farms, okay. stuff like that, where you actually got to go work, work out your time. I don't know if you've seen the movie Life, you know what I'm saying? But it's kind of like that. But you actually uh, out there going and uh, uh, working, and then you come. Yeah. Then you go back to the prison or whatever and stay in okay. the bunk, stay in the bunk. You get up the next morning. And how that situated situated is um this say if I had if I had to pay four uh uh ten thousand dollars back, right? Yeah. Restitution is man, you have to go and uh you still have to pay a bunk fee. You still have to Oh, they um, charge you for everything? Oh, they charge very they they <laughs> charge you, they charge you for the ride to go to work. Oh shit! You know what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, if you made and then you you get paid minimum wage, if that you know what I'm saying. So back back then in the '90s, minimum wage probably went over, I think it was five twenty five, five dollars twenty five cent an hour. So if yeah. I do a whole whole day's work, um, probably about man forty dollars going towards yeah your restitution. The rest of you going going your bunk fee, and then they give you like twenty dollars a week for you can go do whatever you want to do with your twenty dollars. It's up to you if you want to take that twenty dollars. Basically, that twenty dollars go to your fine, but you don't want snacks and stuff like that. You know, you're trying to live. Sure. 
get a decent haircut or something like that. But man, that so anyway, I did all that, did all that little time, man. And and like I say, and all my I was in sports, man. I, I'm seeing all my friends. Uh, you know, I was on the basketball team, all that stuff. Yeah, this yeah. was in your like later years in high school, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just all the all the all the important years. Oh yeah, for sure. So man, so mentally, man, it just did something to me, and that's why I was saying how to do personal development because I, I just went. It just changed my whole tra- tra- trajectory of life. I had plans to go to college and stuff like that, you know, straight out of high school, but. That little incident right there, man, kind of changed my whole trajectory of life. So, so now, and how were you like when you when you were doing that time? Like, were you just like bummed out? Were Were you working uh, on yourself in there too, and and trying to? Yeah. So look forward. Yeah, for sure, man. That's when I really first started reading the novels, and it really, um, that's when I first. I think I, I was reading some like some self help books. Then it, it was okay. entertaining to me. But I would, man, I would play chess and stuff like that. That's why I learned chess, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I was gang affiliated too at the time when I, because um, in Mississippi, man, it, when we when I say gangs and stuff like that, man, just your homeboys, your neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And then, but then um, you get the reputation to where if you claim that on the street, you have to claim it when you locked up behind bars too. So it was one of them oh, things yeah. like that. But I, I was, yeah, kinda, we, we, we kind of had that growing up too. I, I kind of understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so, but even with the restitution though, that I got out, but man, uh, it, it man, it's hard, especially in a little small town. It's hard to, uh, cause, cause I still got to do three years on probation. So how old were you when you got out? Um, uh, I can say it was just a year. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It was like a year of restitution. So I was probably about 18 to 19 when I got out. Yeah. I think I was probably about 19 when I got out. So, I think I did probably did maybe uh, I, was, I was doing probation. So now I have a felony on my background. I am going to get a, a good job. So that's when I say I was doing all type of job, restaurant, stuff like this. Because now, man, I have to pay uh, probation fees. You know what I'm saying? And it's still, I'm, I, I can only get minimum wage jobs at the time. Yeah, so just I, trying to I, get, get what you can get. Yeah, so I had to pay like $70 a month probation. Man, so... That was kind of discouraging, you know what I'm saying? Because these people will lock you up if you're not paying your stuff. So anyway, I uh, I flunked the drug test on marijuana. That's on really hard drugs, uh, the marijuana. Yeah. Flunked the drug test on marijuana. You know, still young, man, still want to go out to the club, still want to hang with my friends and stuff like that, you know? Knowing I can't do the same things that they doing, you know what I'm saying? Because I already got this jacket on my back, which is called a felony. So now... Since I messed up probation, I got to back up this five years in a penitentiary. So, and I'm like, man, I, I ain't number nineteen year, years old. I'm facing five years in a penitentiary. Yeah, just for just for that, then they give you five years. Yeah, yeah, for the yeah for the same charge. That's the only crime I ever committed. For yeah. that. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I had to do the five years for that bull jump. You know what I'm saying? Because that you, these people not looking at you know. They don't really want to hear your story. All they see is credit card fraud. They don't care if that was my girlfriend or whatever. They don't care because I gave my father the. Uh, yeah, they don't. They don't care how it happened, but it happened. They, so I gave my father the, uh, the the one the plumber that I'm telling you about. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my stepdad, but uh, I gave him the paper with her handwriting on it, which she actually gave me the number. Because uh, I still oh. had my wallet. Because yeah, I wrote down the number, so it wasn't me stealing the number or going behind. You know what I'm saying? But I, I still. 
ain't gonna say manipulated. We around the same age. I can't say provoked anything like that. But no, I misused it or whatever. I own up to that. But anyway, I ended up doing three years in the penitentiary because I came up for parole, and I told them really, you know, the story that I'm telling you, man. Like I say, they don't want. So they want to hear you admit to guilt, though. And if you don't admit to guilt, because I probably could have got out. If I be like, okay, yeah, I did this, but I strongly, I, I did not do everything that they said that I do. But they want to hear me say I did all this that, that the guy really coerced me to say. I say no, I, no. So anyway, I end up failing parole, uh, going to the parole board where you sit around on the table and, and talk to them or whatever. Uh, failed that, you know. Uh, well, I didn't pass the parole uh, hearing that time, so I had to do another like a year and a half. So total. It was like three years, man, and 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 uh, uh, that's when I got. I mean, it was 23, 24 years old, and that's what I mean, man. You went through a lot. Like you could have honestly given up at any point, and uh, so after after all that time that you had to do, did you try to make it work in Mississippi? I I remember you. I know you said you moved to Texas, but was that right after that, or oh, did no, you no. give it a few years? Oh yeah, for sure. I um, I can say I will. Because uh, you said you were trying to get a job there in Mississippi, right? And then you had that issue because of felony and and all that other stuff and then uh yeah i'm assuming yeah i'm assuming you just wanted to start over after that yeah no i I said mississippi uh like i say i stayed in my hometown uh for like like another year and and i can tell man it's a small a small town when i was writing the tickets to the truckers i ended up staying on the gulf coast man for like another three you know three four years um oh okay yeah yeah i stayed i stayed on the gulf coast for about three or four years i like I say, it was just hard for me to get a good job. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, but I, man, I, I was holding a, uh, I stayed, I worked at a grocery store for like two or three years, uh, stock and shelf. But I moved my way up. Uh, I work at night shift. You know what I'm saying? I moved myself from from uh, uh, the regular aisle to the dairy department. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the dairy department was getting paid like 75 cents more. And then I was doing such a good job at night with the dairy department. You know, the manager called me in. Hey, man, you know that the real people out here that's really doing some working in the daytime on day shift. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, convinced me and talking me to get into the day shift and um, work, work for that for a little while. And then they had this thing called Deepwater Horizon, man. And and that, that's what oh, that's yeah. so deep Deepwater Horizon was an oil spill on the Gulf Coast. And the pallets would, would go uh, and float up on the beaches. And they would need people, people uh, to come pick them up. So I seen that, I'm, I'm, and I told him, I say, man, uh, now I'm gonna go work for this Deepwater Horizon. Now I've been with the grocery store for about two years, about two, about two and a half, maybe three years. Uh, called Food Giant. So I will work for them. Uh, well, anyway, I told him, man, I'm gonna go work for Deepwater Horizon. He's like, man, you know that's, you know that's a temp job. This is where your future is right here. You know, you, you can grow up be a man. And I'm thinking in my head. Dude, you can't be making no more than about 25, 30. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the head manager. I'm thinking, man, you can't probably be making no more than 25, 30,000, 30, man. But, man, I always saw better for myself. You know what I'm saying? E- even though he probably didn't at the time. So I'm like, man, I'm at least go take this chance because I was getting paid $9 at the grocery store. And believe Deepwater Rising, they was getting paid maybe like $15 an hour, but, but it, it was a chance to get some money. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna work get get some money yeah. and do something, do yeah. something a little different and get yeah. your foot in the door. Yeah, fifteen dollars an hour for about uh, seven days a week. They want you down mm-hmm. there. And that kind of uh 
reminiscence of how the Katrina job was. Cause I know I got on my feet real quick because it was it was quick money. Yeah. So I know you know I know I can get a lot more money, you know what I'm saying? And then when when it ends, okay, like you say, I can find something else to do. But anyway, um, so when, when that when that fell, at least they, they laid everybody off though. And now what was good for me, it was a blessing for me because I can get unemployment. And that okay. so that's how I survived in Texas because I was drawing unemployment. You know what I'm oh, that, that was what covered you for that year or like helped you out because I know it's not much. Oh, yeah, man. We were number probably like a hundred dollars. Uh, I think by about <laughs> two or three hundred dollars a month, no more. You know what I'm saying? But but it was enough, you know, put, for me to put gas and you know, man, I, I would eat, um, you know, eat, eat off the dollar menu, man. You know what I'm saying? I say, uh, a double cheeseburger, fries, and, and, and a sweet tea. That, that was my thing, man. I survived out that. Man, how, yeah, how you got you to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I, it was a rough, but man, I would say I, I wouldn't change it, man. I, I wouldn't change it, but that's that's kind of like my story, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I said, it, it kind of helps you be who you are, right? Like, I don't know if if at that point, like you said, when you were in there reading books and stuff, is that where you kind of like, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, but like turned it around, like you, or, or focused more um, on that. Yeah, man. Uh, and when I was reading books, man, it it would, and that's why I enjoy reading because it would take me out of there. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you know when you're in that type of environment, man, it's a lot of stuff going on from fights to killings to, to to a whole lot of stuff going on around you. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, man. But man, that that was my escape. And I would read novels and stuff like that, and and I, and I would actually put myself, you know, in in those stories and those shoes and stuff like that. But the books, man, definitely helped this far. Uh, uh, mental development. I see you at the top by Zig Ziglar, and mm-hmm. that's, and that's the way he talk about thinking, thinking. Because you gotta, you gotta imagine everything that I seen. Um, that's that's why I say I overdose on self development in books and stuff like that. Because in one of those books, in the penitentiary, I, I remember the quote was, "A uh, uh, idle mind become a dumping ground for junk." You know what I'm saying? And that always yeah. stuck with me, man. It, you know, uh, so I, I would really just, if if, if I experienced all that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, from the cursing, you know, bad language, a lot of stuff that I've seen in life that young people should not see, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All that garbage. You can't just change that overnight. You know what I'm saying? No. So, so, so that's why I say I have to I had to work 10 times harder, you know what I'm saying, to replace that. I always say, too, you know what I'm saying, if you have a negative thought, you got to replace it with something positive. So I got to just put more of this positive stuff in my mind, positive stuff, positive stuff to kind of overload all that bull junk that I had to go through. I don't I really have nobody just telling me, you know, what I could be or, or, or how you can do it. So I really would find my heroes and stuff like that off those self-development books, uh, uh, they actually telling me now you can do this, you can change. Really, like the Earl Nightingales and the Jim Rohns, man. When I even the audio books and stuff like that, I started really implementing them things. There's one thing to read a book and just say somebody can say because Earl Nightingale say try try for thirty days. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just try, try, and I actually and I seen man my life improve improving when I actually start implementing and, and putting some of that stuff. It, it used to be weird. Zig Ziglar got in his book, wake up every morning, and say. 
it's going to be a great day. And I remember uh, uh, saying that and people (laughs) looking at me like I'm crazy. And he said that in the book, you know, the people around you are going to be thinking, you know, that you're kind of weird and what's going on with this guy. And uh, man, I like I say, man, I, I just thought, you know, just implementing uh, the things in that book, man, and it helped me. No, and that's that's a good way or or a good thing for you. Like you said, nobody was there hyping you up or trying to tell you or motivate you. A lot of that was self motivation, and and you got a lot of those out of those books uh, for sure. So then, uh, you you wanted to get a fresh start in, in Houston, right? You said you looked at a few cities. I will say, I think Texas is one of the busier ones for like HVAC in particular. Yeah. I'm sure you, you understand that now. Oh and, yeah. Uh, how did yeah. you get your first job over here? Cause I can imagine that that must've been, I know, like you said, you were here for over a year, probably applying to company after company. Like, right. So how, how much of a struggle was that? Just trying to get your first job. Oh man. It, it, it Like I say, and when I say I, I would probably fill out. Uh, application for every company around here and uh, like i said I, w- I was getting interviews the universe is gonna open doors for you when when you, when you have a positive mindset and, and you really yeah. you have a goal though that, that you're going to achieve you're going to achieve and, and to me my faith in god my faith in jesus man he always put he gonna he gonna put me in the right position so even mm-hmm. when those doors went closed even even when when people wasn't giving me the opportunity because he knew that wasn't the right opportunity for me and but he was gonna let me make the decision, not only them make the decision, he was gonna let me make the decision. And the reason I say that because the whole year that I couldn't get no job, uh when waste service called me right right before that, man, two jobs called me at the same time. The first one was a guy wanted me to come work for him to do duck work, and he was gonna pay me $18 an hour. And uh, and I'm I'm like, okay, yeah. We about to get it. We about to get it started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he was going to give me the job, eighteen dollars an hour, and then wait service call. It's almost the same day. Uh, uh, a couple of days later, I had interview sign up. Uh, ready, ready to roll. Uh, both of I was ready to go. Yeah. And, uh, man, that but their residential company running duck work, and then eighteen dollars an hour. He was going to hire me, and then. Uh, with way serving Mr. Lovejoy, he would he started off as a technician and he was a service manager at the time. Man, I, I kind of told him my story. You know, I, I was up from there, but yeah, I got a felony, but I got my GED. Like I would read books on, you know, how to conduct yourself in an interview, man. And I told uh I wanted that job. And he seen he seen that I, I did want the job. But anyway, the the commercial service the job, commercial- right? Mercer job. He told me, you know, since you ain't got no experience, we're gonna start you off at eight dollars an hour. Mind you, this two thousand and what uh two thousand and twelve, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm knowing, you know, this right outside of minimum wage. Okay, I got my EPA license, <laughs> I got my Texas TDLR uh technician certification. I'm thinking about here eight dollars an hour, but he was like, man, you're gonna be in front of a lot of different equipment. You know, we're gonna start you off at maintenance. You're gonna be around with some technicians. Uh, be working, you know, split system, chillers, you know, rooftop unit, telepacks, ice machines, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever was in that building, <laughs> is gonna have you working on it, right? Yeah, commercials, everything. And that's why I say he, God, gonna let me make the decision. You know what I'm saying? You are gonna take this uh, uh, quick money right here? 
you know, true enough, you're going to be in HVAC. Are you going to take the, the high-paying job or are you going to take something really, to me, more sustainable and going ready to grow my career? Because I think if I'd have started off with that, uh, if I'd have started off with the, uh, the ductwork job, that's probably what I still would have been. I ain't gonna say still what I've been doing, but I wouldn't have been off a way around the tech as I am now. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've seen so many different things, you know? Yeah. Because I hear that from a lot of guys too, that, that start off in installs or duck workers or, or something like that. And they actually struggle to go to service or, or any other yeah. aspect. Cause they weren't, they weren't taught that, you know, when they started and that's all they know. But yeah. so you turned down a very good paying job at the time. Yeah for a lower paying job, but you were, you were just thinking about your future the whole time, right? I was just thinking like you, about you, you map, mapped it out. That's why I say I wasn't thinking that far in the future, far as where I am now. Yeah. I can say, because I still have my family at the time. Um, okay. You know, I still have my family at the time, man. And, and, and like they, I say, they gave you, and they gave you a chance even with all that. It, and it, yeah. He gave me a chance with all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cause I told him, I was up front with them. Hey, this this what I have. You know, they run the background check or whatever. Life don't reveal the back of the book. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When he gave me that opportunity, I told him, I won't let you down. You know, I'm going to be the first one. And I was still standing in my truck at the time at this interview. I'm still standing in my truck. And my, remember, uh, remember I tell you, uh, I went to jail for my license and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. My, my, uh, man, even when I got the job, like two weeks later, he called me in the office. He said, uh, you know, your life's suspended, right? And I'm like, man, you know, it's just one of them down moments. Like, uh, I can't win for lose. And so. Yeah, like, yeah, like you're getting the job and it's like, yeah, oh. I got the job, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if you're an HVAC guy, you know what I'm saying? You need to be in a service vehicle. They want you, they want to put you in a oh, van yeah. to ride around and do stuff. So, but he told me, man, the man, the guy, that guy helped me out so much, man. He was like, well, this is what we're going to do. He said, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. He said, you're just going to ride with somebody until you get it straight. So, but okay. I'm still in my suburban at the time. He don't know this. Don't nobody at the job know this, man. I would stay at, at this place called the arena theaters in the parking garage. I would stay up in there. And, uh, and when I say first one, last one to leave, I ain't got nowhere to go anyway, really. You know what I'm saying? Back to my suburban. So I would be there about, I would get my, uh, my, uh, modern refrigeration handbook. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause Love Joy, man, his work ethic was some serious. He he would be there like 4:30 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So that was cool with me. Damn. He would be there like 4:30 to 5 in the morning, all the way to 7 at night. Man, so it was almost perfect for me, man. And he seen that drive in me. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really know I was homeless at the time, but yeah. uh uh man, I, I would drive up there like five in the morning and, and I would open that book and all the other technicians. They would only they would get there like seven and eight o'clock between seven and eight. So I'm getting to, you know, know the staff and stuff like that, man. And 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 true enough, I ain't know still ain't know a lot about HVAC, but hey, if I see somebody trash can and stuff like that, you know, one of the CRMs, uh, I see a dispatch or something like that, need they try it. Man, I'm I'm infant, you know, I'm being a friendly person, you know. Um, yeah, and that's how you gotta well, that's how I had to, you know, move around, you know what I'm saying? Uh get to know people smile i got no other engineers I, I got no other green team up in there you know what i'm saying uh so I, everybody like me th there too um uh, i forgot where i was going with this but like i say i you be the first that, but that's a good that's a good point i always tell people like network whether it's in your own company network with other trades mm -hmm. you go to the supply house parts house like everywhere just yeah. you never know and then like for me we deal with restaurants so like 
talk to the cook, talk to the host, yep. uh, waitress, waiters, because you never know if somebody will recommend you or they're going to move up yeah, don't or anything just like that. It. So, yeah, don't just work on the equipment and, and leave. Nuh uh, get to know people and stuff like that. But, but like, you gotta, like, you gotta be a people person. Man, it, so, even with that, like I said, I had to get, get my license and stuff, uh, uh, straight, man. He was like, I'm, I'm just gonna get you to ride with somebody. So, all my money, I mean, my own make eight dollars out, everything that I had. I would send it to Mississippi to get my license clear because Mississippi had a hold of my license, so I could not get a Texas license. Oh, so okay, yeah. I paid like $1,400 because I was like, man, I got a job. I can get me an apartment. But I had to put that on hold, so I still, even with that job, I still end up a whole another month before I can actually save up enough money to get me a, an apartment. And I got me an apartment not far from uh, uh, where I was working there for the commercial company. That, that's awesome that he helped you out yeah. for all that uh still took you in like you said yeah because you you made the point about like they just want to put you out there in a, in a truck right get you out there like that's how you're making the most money for them but like he he kind of helped you out stuck you uh stuck it out and and got you in there did yeah. you so before that i know you said you did a little bit of schooling here and there crash course you had your book you didn't have any actual hvac experience right was that your first hvac job no my first hvac job yeah and how long did you stay with them or did you stay with them the entire time? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I st so I stayed with them um, for five or six years. And then that's when I went to hunting for like a year and a half. A summer 2019, I worked for hunting a year. But that's when I went okay. out on after that. I started, I started full time 2020. So I, yeah, I stayed and, with them about a year and a half. But I stayed away for like six, six, seven years. And, and way, like say, ended up. You know, uh, star and filter, you know, didn't know nothing. Like I was telling you, end up being a supervisor for them. They helped me get my contract license. Um, oh, that was a company that helped you get your license. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to work for two companies since I've been here and now okay. was service and hunting. Yeah. And how was it learning on the job? Like, like how did it take you a while? I know you were, you already had previous yeah, like plumbing work and, and all that other uh, HVAC uh, courses you had. So I was like a sponge, man. Like, like especially even with them two weeks when I'm around with somebody, people they didn't mind either, man. Because I'm, I'm sure people, some people, you know, they want their space or whatever. But I didn't want to <laughs> be a liability to them. I didn't want to be a burden to them. So anything they need, I, I, I wanted to help them out the best way I can. If, if that's man carrying a tool bag for you. Let me rope all the stuff up. I want to make your, your day easy as I can. I'm going to try to find out how you like to teach. People is different. I don't want to nag you. I don't want to get on yeah. your nerves or anything like that. I'm going to try to find the best way, uh, man. But but everybody for waste service, bro. I'm talking about all the technicians, man. From day one, all of them, man, was so willing to help me out, though. And all of them, I'm talking about when I say wasn't, what, what, wasn't holding anything back, Okay. So I, so I would take all that from them because I I know you know you can be in some situation where people don't want to help you out, man. But I was not in that case. But I know the reason for that because they wasn't doing everybody like that. But the reason they was doing that for me, man, because like I say, the self development that I did. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The, the, the way I worked on myself, I was likable. You know what I'm saying? You have to be likable because don't nobody really have to give you that knowledge. So I, I tried to be likable. That's a big point. Like I know I mentioned it for work, but like just. Being a people person, like you said, with with your coworkers, people that are uh, essentially going to train you or have the knowledge that you can get from like your your peers and stuff, like 
you got to be you got to be likable you got to be a people person all around like it's going to benefit you and just in life in general i mean yeah. i've always looked at life like that you know try to be on i guess like everybody's good terms good side um treat people the way you want to be treated you know all that good stuff so i'm assuming you you've asked a lot of questions you know you did all this you did you volunteer did you get to do hands-on stuff right away or did they kind of make you wait they would put me in, in this class called um larry guru he retired now a lot of people in houston know larry guru but i would still take night class and stuff like that too now don't get don't get me wrong so even when i was working uh 10 and 12 hours and that's what i love about way too man i do that they, they had so many accounts you know what I'm saying? I could work as long as I wanted to. So I would get I would get a lot of overtime. So even if I was getting eight dollars an hour, it would turn to twelve dollars an oh, hour. Okay. Was, nice. And when I say my probably my first three years, I would work, I probably didn't have a minimum of 60 hours work week. So I would work uh, at least for, uh 20 overtime hours for three years. That's how dedicated I was. When I say age back people, trust me, man, I was 365 age back. That's why I was saying early in the, in, in, in the conversation, I, I have to take the technician mind out and try to get, put my business hat on now and, and not, not forget about everything, but I would take night classes, um, Larry Guru classes, any, 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 uh, kind of training or that mid, uh, modern refrigeration handbook. If I was working on something that day, uh, or, or if a technician was working on, you know, swapping out a motor, you know, we in commercial, we do, 463 phase and stuff like that so if he had a motor i would man that motor refrigeration got everything in there oh yeah you know what i mean so if i was working on that um uh that motor some i would go and read about that motor you know what i'm saying and, you know and be ready for next time or and that's the best way to do it because you're you're going to be doing that well into your career i still do it too i read manuals after work mm -hmm. I, I look up stuff i don't know yeah you you got to do all that extra work after work. I would read all the manuals. Like I say, man, because I had to work, we worked on everything. And I would, you know, I would not turn down any work. And a lot of guys that were, you know, technicians in the company, you know, if certain things they didn't want to do. And I always told myself too, I, I would never be too big to do maintenance. I know a lot of times we don't like to do maintenance. <laughs> but I've seen what, you know, a lot of the older guys, they didn't want to do maintenance. It's a ladder and you have to take these steps. I have a light bulb up there. I can't reach. I don't know how I can reach that light bulb if I get a ladder and uh, unscrew it. I can't mm -hmm. jump up there. You know what I'm saying? If I jump up there, I'm not going to be able to unscrew it. You know what I mean? I can't unscrew it and, you know, put it back up there at the same time. To me, that's the same thing like HVAC. You have to go through those steps and hopefully... Then that light bulb end up clicking maybe about a year, a year and a half, two, two years in the trade. But, but yeah, I wasn't on the ground running like that. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. would, I would mess up stuff, man. Uh, yeah, it was a scary moments at the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, chasing down capacitors and stuff like that and actually bump the capacitor with my hand and, and get shocked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm working on ladder. You know, commercial, man, we be in dangerous situations sometimes. Wasn't good at schematics at the time. And so now I got to trace my wires instead of uh, read, reading the schematic and go right to the end where it's at. So now I'm trying mm. to track all my wires and stuff like that and and uh, accidentally uh, clamp the wire and luckily it won my hand and they put a, a big old hole in the in the, in the uh, wire cut. And I'm oh, I've about, done that before too, man. Dude, and I'm, I'm getting down hard, hard beep, beeping like this and, and but, but, but little stuff like that. No, I got to learn schematic. I need to be able to turn this power off us, you know, and, and trace this circuit down. And there, there's no shortcuts or anything like that. Like you said, you work your way up. Um, and that's what I try to tell people because I get a lot of people that that 
ask me like, hey, um, I'm, I'm trying to get into it or th like they're looking for their first job or they got their first job and they already want like the high paying stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't work like that. Like this trade gives you so much and it will take care of you. Right. You, you'll put food on your on your table. And as you're as you're seeing it, too, like you're going to get all these luxury things later, but you got to work, work your way up. And I always tell people that, like, just just get into it, get it, get your foot in the door, see if you like it. The money will come. You have to go the extra mile. And I always say, man, it's not a general wrong quote, quote. You have to work on work on your uh, work on yourself just as much as you work on your job. So you're going to get your, you know, and your employer like eight hours a day. You need to probably work on yourself eight hours a day, at least half of that. You know what I'm saying? And when I say work on yourself, whatever that is, if that's learning more about your job, yeah. if that person develop, whatever, but you have to work on yourself, you know, quite. Yeah, there's, there, there's no other way and, and all that extra work that you got to do. Um, so that company helped you get your contractor's license. You said you were there for like five, six years or whatever it was so when you that's your first hvac job how or when did you decide that you wanted to get your license was that just kind of like getting right. it for yourself or did you have a plan for that and i was saying life don't reveal back of the book but if you just take care of today and do the right things today you know what i'm saying you don't know what door is going to open up for you so, man, like I say, because it's a lot of people that get a felony early on. They're like, oh, man, I got a felony now. Forget it. And, and they really yeah. stay, they stay in the streets and they they, they just start picking up more crime or, 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 or just fall through that tunnel. I thought that was going to be on my background for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? But one day, uh, you know, working for Wade for like three years, now I'm actually earning money. Like I say, I work a bunch of overtime. Now I'm actually able to save some money. Wade had this... Um, this thing called legal shield that we can sign up for and to take out our check and take it out our check and it's probably like ten dollars a day because we get a discount so okay well ten dollars a week we got paid weekly yeah. so they actually uh legal shield and our buys and i'm still with them to this day i pay them like 500 some dollars for my business that's how i get my lawyers and anything like that if i ever run into, uh any kind of uh problems but uh that's how I got introduced with legal shield because sometimes way of bring people in, you know, like uh 401k plans. I would get 401k. I called a lawyer man and they contacted one in Mississippi for me because that's where my family was. And the lady was like, Yeah, uh, I'm looking through it now. It's not a sponge. But she was like, and I and I'm like, man, discouraged or whatever. Well, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm all right. You know, I got me a good job or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm going to school. I ain't really tripping, but bro, before I hung up that phone, she was like, hold, hold up, Mr. Washington. Give me a minute. Mm -hmm. My phone stayed silent for like three, four minutes. She was like, it looked like they just passed because I got a nonviolent crime. So she was like, they yeah. the Mississippi just passed a law to where uh, you know, the felon that I had, it was expungeable, man. So uh I got everything sealed. There's nothing on my background anymore. So I can say that kind of open more doors for me. I can do really whatever I want to do. I can get my contractor license if I want to. I can fill out an application anywhere I want to uh, fill out an application at. But once I got that expunged, man, I was like, okay, now I'm going to go study for my contractor license test. Talked the way about it. They actually paid for my classes to uh, take the courses to study for my contractor license. That's kind of how that worked, awesome. man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you uh, once you got that taken care of, you're, you're on your record, 
that kind of just like motivated you to, to do more? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I say, because um, you got to think about it, even in business, man, I, I even started out with like home warranties and stuff like that. I mean, you can't do work like that without a contract license. Really, you can't do oh, yeah. that. You can't do HVAC work anyway without a contract license. Uh, but but there there are there are like two kinds of people that get into the trades or get into HVAC. Like the people that are okay with working for somebody, you know, get the benefits, you know, whatever, hi get higher pay. But there there's some people that want to go into business for themselves. So you kind of went that route. Yeah, you're mo yeah. motivated to do your own thing, basically. Right, because right. like I say, like I was saying earlier, uh, my father now. Um, even my biological father, uh, uh, his father, man, we, my last name, Washington, we always been entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? My granddad owned uh, auto mechanic shops. He um, he owned uh, grocery stores. He was the first black man in, in, in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, owned a gas station. Um, up up until his dying day, man, he was selling an ice, ice machine out, out the, because uh, he couldn't, couldn't get around no more. So, even he was, he had cafes, man. He was selling ice and stuff like that. So that entrepreneurship was always been in me. And like I was saying earlier, mm -hmm. you know, even, even with my other side, my stepfather's side, you know, they don't have their own plumber company. He still had his own plumber company back, back in Vicksburg, Mississippi today, Smith Plum. Like you say, you have people that, you know, want to work the nine to five, want to work for a company, enjoy the benefits, stuff like that. That's cool because entrepreneurship is not that easy. I know people no. watch the post videos, stuff like that. It's a lot involved, and it's really three sixty five now because. You know oh yeah, saying? yeah, man. Like, like yeah. there's there's yeah. the whole business side. You got to get in line first, and then yeah. you open your business, right? In whatever it is that you do, and like you said, three sixty five. I mean, we have gotten it under control where we're kind of like off most weekends, right? We don't, we're not going crazy or anything, but the beginning is the the hardest part. You're working seven days, 365, like you said. You're yeah. working long, long hours. You're building up cus uh, mm. your customer profile, your, you yeah. know, all that that you're working on. Yeah. And uh, you got a lot of ups and downs. Like we've had issues where we, like I said, we took on too much work. We went up and down. We weren't making money at one point. We had too many people on, on, the, on our payroll. Like mm. all that you learn as you go because you're not going to know everything when you start, man. It's, it's a whole other it's yeah, a whole other beast. Yeah, a whole other ball game. Like I say, if you working with a company, man, hey, if something go wrong, you are gonna get off and you just go to sleep at night. Oh yeah, <laughs> get back up in the morning and and you know and face face it the next day or whatever. But uh, when you're a business owner, though, uh, you gotta you gotta put those fires out. You know what I'm saying you gotta handle everything. You gotta know how to handle like. Uh, angry customers, you know, all that stuff. Good customer service. Like I say, man, I got a, uh, you know, that's a big almost, part. Yeah. Almost a hundred uh, reviews, five star reviews, you know, uh, uh, I don't have one, one star review. And, and that's from a warrant to come a customer that I really can't do nothing about. He didn't want to want to pay something that he agreed, agreed to, but let's stuff like that. You still have to be professional and, and, oh, and, yeah. and respond to that view because re review, because people are going to see, your response so you can't you know um uh get angry you know through text and stuff like this so it's a whole lot you know that, that we definitely got to deal with i enjoy it though at the end of the day i you know because I, I just enjoy like building and, and really want to see it grow also you know uh yeah. as far as, far as I, I i think i made a video the other day man you got to trust the process and right now i'm, I'm the process but we it's going to be a 
know, we have goals and stuff like that, but I enjoyed the process of it. So even when I was learning the technical side of, you know what I'm saying? I enjoyed, I, I, I honestly enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed uh, changing those filters out. I was always enthused about changing the filters, washing them coils out, you know, uh, taking my time, washing the coil. I wanted to do it right. I wanted to do a good job, you know? Um, and, and man, and, and I can tell people, especially when you first get into the trade though, that light bulb gonna click, you know what I'm saying? But why that light bulb out? Just enjoy, you know, the talking to you. Yeah, get. man. That that's what I tell people too. I always tell people like it took, and, and I've used that that term before too. Like it clicks at one point, and it it just took longer for me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about it. Like the first couple of years, I didn't like I, I liked it because mm -hmm. we were fixing things, taking apart things, but I wasn't super into it. And then it took me a couple of years or a few years, and then I I started really enjoying what I did. And dealing, like you said, with the whole customer service, because I didn't like that part when I started, mm. you know, all that stuff grew on me. And then like now it's like I, I love what I do. I, I'm I don't mind going out even on like, like the after call, the after hour calls or the weekends every now and then. Yeah, you got like some some plans that you might have to hold off on or you can't make it to some stuff like that. That sucks. Like there's no way around it. But yeah, for the most for the most part, if I ain't got nothing to do, man, I, I don't mind working. Man, if you treat the customer right and you do a good job, I say I don't do a lot of callbacks. You know what I'm saying? Now all of us gonna have callbacks sometime, but I, I know if I do it the correct way, that make me sleep at night. Also, you know what I'm saying? Because when I do take shortcuts, I'm like, man, I hope this don't happen because uh, I know I didn't. <laughs> you start didn't you start thinking of everything that, yeah, that you is. forgot yeah. or could have gone wrong. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? But. uh Nine times, times in this HVAC, though, you just stick with the fundamentals. If you install it the correct way or install a part the correct way or troubleshoot it the correct just, way. Just take and it, yeah, and it like some of the stuff that, that we were talking about, like it only takes a few more minutes or, yeah. or whatever it is, like, right, make double check things and stuff like that because I'm telling I, you, like, you, you don't want callbacks. It's a, like one of the worst things you can get. You get that drip in the ceiling, you know, especially I, I do a lot of residential, man. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. You don't want to see the drips in the ceiling. So the stuff like that, you want to just make sure that you got that that, that kind of stuff right. Because stuff yeah, like man. that, it hurts you, man. You're, and you're in people's houses. You got to respect their house. You got to, you know, treat everything um, the best that you can. Um, so like when, so then they, they helped you get your license over there at, at that company. How long or at what point did you want to start your own business was it shortly after did you get everything in motion right after that yeah pretty much i mean i already knew when i got my contract license when i was taking i was gonna start my business you were you were set yeah 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 um like i said I, I would already i was even when i was taking the contract license i would already kind of like uh look at videos uh of guys you know fox Fox family heat in there. I would look at his videos and stuff like that. It wasn't too many out at that time. Yeah, but. not too many, but there, there's a few like OGs out there that, that were posting. Yeah. Like I was on there too a lot, like looking up stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh I, I knew in the back of my, my mind once I was getting that contractor license, uh yeah, man, I was eventually gonna go out on my own though. That, that you know, that was a goal. And I'm and I'm pretty sure Wade Wade knew that too. But like I say, I mean they helped me get it. But but a lot of times though, a lot of companies when they help you get it. They need somebody uh, in an organization uh, to have a contract license because a lot of the owners don't have a contract license. I, I've heard I've heard that. Like, I, I'm not used to that because like I, the, mm -hmm. like I have mine for my company. Um, I, I know some friends that started their own company and they got their own license and stuff. But people have mentioned to me that some of these yeah. people just 
they know how to run a business or something, but they don't have their license. They they require somebody that has it. I don't want to say the dollar amount. I know some guys contract like uh contracts numbers that they were using. They want to give them so much money on a bonus check. You know what I'm saying? Okay. December, right before Christmas, yeah. stuff like that. And only it wasn't no more than a couple thousand dollars. If that, I mean, I know I can make a lot more than that with a contractor license. So, but but even um, but so you know, in Texas, they got they have to sign off on you. You got to have somebody that you've been working for to sign off. So, oh, yeah. said, in, in way pay, I didn't know way was going to pay for me to go to school to get my contractor license. Now, don't get me wrong. I had started. I was paying for myself to go at first, and and uh, somebody um. Ever since I was cool with everybody, that's why I good with networking. One of the HR lady like, uh, you know, way uh cover that school for you to get your contract license, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. And so, uh, yeah, man. So they they actually reimbursed me. You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. They, that's they, cool. Yeah, they reimbursed me for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was I was getting so once I got that felony, I'm reckon I was eligible, man. Uh, I think on Texas was four or five years, and I was with them like four or five years. I, oh yeah. I was going to get my contract license for sure once I was eligible. Man, that's awesome. And then now, now you're in it a, a few years. You, you've, I don't know if you had any struggles when you started your business, but uh, I'm pretty sure you were you were prepping for it. It sounds like you always want to prep, like yeah. you reading, looking up stuff. It sounds like you always prep for like the next step. Yeah, I, 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 I won't use the word struggle. I, I, I depending on thing, I. You know, like learning experience or something like that. I, I definitely never struggled. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely don't want like to say with, that. You I, never struggled with the business, right? You like went out there and just got it. I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm still not where I want to be. You know what I mean? Well, I man, you're, you're only a few years in. I thought you were on your own for a lot longer, to be honest. Like you're, you're doing a lot. But like everybody's... Like everybody's story is different. Everybody's uh, path is different. Some people struggle. Some people have ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Some people are just, you know, they 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 put all all they can into it, and they and they get a lot out of it. Because, like I, I say, we had ups and downs, but it was it was you know me and my dad trying to figure things out, and mm-hmm. like I said, the, the money would dipped at one point, but it, it wasn't it wasn't super hard. Like mm-hmm. get, you get into the trades, you you learn a skill. You're set for life, man. Like, yeah. and if you want to open up your own business, like I said, it, it's all about how how hard you work. Because I'm sure you went door to door talking to people, trying to get th- those customers, and th- we did the same thing just oh, with yeah. res- restaurants and hospitals. Man, dude, I, I was start out with uh, I started out with magnet on my truck. I started out with my Dodge Ram. Oh yeah, yeah. So did we little yeah. uh, Chevy truck that we had. Yeah. yeah. So when I got my contract license too. Uh, I had a I had a, a challenger, clean man, leather seat that had the rims on it. Um, I just got married. Me and my wife I got got a house, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, man, I can't make no money in this uh, challenger. It looked good, <laughs> but uh, so I traded that and got that Dodge Ram, and it was black. You know, a real service vehicle, mostly uh, white vehicles and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, it, it was black, man. I, uh, I was looking at the magnet the other day. But the magnet was, was exactly like this right here. So I had the magnet right here. These my first business card right here, man. Have my personal cell phone number on there. I ain't have a business phone at the time. Got my personal cell phone on here. I got 24-7. 
<laughs> hey, look, I'm working for a company, knowing I, but uh, I'm just branding, man. But I started out, yeah. uh, I started out with a little magnet from uh Vista Print. Got these cars from Vista Print. Put that magnet on there. I, I, I always preach, man. Don't go in a lot of debt, though. I, I ain't going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Debt. I tell people the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going a lot of debt. You know, as, as I uh, grow. Uh, yeah, you, you have to have uh debt, you know what I'm saying, to really start a business. Well, I, I'm not gonna say start, probably a little bit to start, but in the future, once you get there, but starting off, man, just go with the cheapy route. You don't really need, you know, you, you don't really need rap starting off and stuff like no. that. But I but I start off, man, bandit signs. I would put bandit signs up because I would I, I would I would watch a lot of lawn care guy that would put me on my because those are entrepreneurs, man. Like oh they, yeah. Like the cute Kelfis, I used to watch his China man, how he was getting out there grinding. He did lawn care, but I would get bandit signs and I would learn the bandit sign. When I say bandit signs, that's yard signs. Yeah, the yard sign. Yeah. Out of bandit sign because a lot of a lot of places you don't supposed to put them. So I would like learn little tricks like that. Like, okay, the city workers, okay, from month that you know, they out Monday through Friday, they work <laughs> on the weekend. So hey, I, I, I would put a bunch of them in my truck and, and round yeah. my by four o'clock in the evening on a Friday, I'll go set them around town because I already know they're gonna snatch them up Monday morning. But I'll put them in the good spots. Sometimes they'll leave them, and I'll pay like a hundred dollars for a hundred of them. Man, I get a cart, you know, I get a, a a call or whatever, and that one call take care of that that whole person on that bandit sign. But I would always invest, man. That was my wife tell me you always put money in that company. I always said I would always invest in my company though. Every little money that I make, man, you know. I started off with cotton shirts, you know. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I make a little money, you know what I'm saying, and get my shirts. But I was um, I upgraded to a different uh, kind of cars. I got door hangers and stuff like that. Man, I bought. I tell you, I bought me and my wife some roller skates. You know what I'm saying? I was like, shoot, baby, we'll roll we'll roll around in roller skates <laughs> and uh, hand out some of these business cars, you know, around the neighborhoods or whatever. So we just try to make fun and fun of it and stuff like that, man. And like I said, I do got a very, very supportive wife too. So uh, that that's very important too, man. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I tell people all the time too. I'm like, don't go out, go. We don't even buy new vans all the time either. Like, get it, get a used van. Yeah, that's in good condition. Or like, like you uh, were talking about your truck. We started in a an old Chevy and we we slapped a magnet on the side. You don't you don't want to stay there. You're obviously that like you said, you want to keep investing and growing mm-hmm. and then get all your equipment that you need to start and then get better equipment, you know, as you go. And yeah, it's a whole it's a whole process. But people sometimes people want the quick money, and I'm like, you gotta start somewhere. Dude, so even with even with my uh work man, so I started off in the truck. So I didn't go in into debt to get my work man. I found my first uh actually work van on Craigslist. Uh, yeah, we did that too. Yeah, I found it on Craigslist. It was in San Antonio. Yeah, I wanted five thousand for it, and uh, I'm in Houston. I say, man, I'm gonna call him. I'm just gonna throw a number out there. If he say thirty, I say thirty five hundred. <laughs> and he he said, yeah, come get it, cause cause he he been in, and I talked to him. You know what I'm saying? He he been yeah. in the trade. He done, he done earned him earned him a lot of money. That he, yeah. for, for him to go out there and get something new. He was like, man, you know, it treated me good or whatever. This thing had a uh, 300 some thousand miles on it, you know. Um, but uh, long story short, though, man, I, I, hey, I said, if he do 3,500, I'm gonna just go get it. You know what I'm saying? I'll take a chance on it. It might be a lemon, I don't know, but if he, if he can give me at least two or three years, but that's oh, yeah, but I, uh, I end up, you know what I'm saying? You, 
you'll learn from your mistakes too. Um, you got to be careful with that because if you do get, I want to say this is the business mind, mind part of it. If, if you do go get some, what, what I'm say cheap, and I don't like to use the word cheap, or if you go go get some uh, newer for maintenance and stuff like that. True enough, because I I kind of would start off. I'd rather start off right here, and and maybe to put money into it, trying to maintain it, than go in debt and get something. But you're going to put money into it anyway. I had to put like transmission in there, I put a radiator, yeah. in there, compressor went out, my water pump, <clears throat> you name it. Probably went out on the truck, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't have to put all that at one time. At least it it get get me for you know about four or five months to to the check ins like come on or something. And I fix that but but i was making money you know what i'm saying so oh yeah it really w- w- wasn't no problem it kind of take care it would take care take care of itself until uh you know to this day i uh recently bought me something newer you know uh so yeah trade- man and, th- and that's what i always tell people too all, all the points are hitting there like it's it's a process you, you don't have to yeah. spend big money to start your business you know it, all man. that now I don't take it really don't take much, man. It, you know, I say you, you need a little something, but as long as you stocking your parts and stuff like that, like that up. It, it yeah, like like much. when you do it when you do a job, you need a part. Go, you know, with the money that you make, go buy two of those or, or stock up or something like that. I know watching your YouTube and all the stuff that you post, like you're you're out there to help people mm-hmm, and, sure. and share that. Just just like you said, when you started uh working uh your job in HVAC, you uh nobody gatekeeped anything right they, they helped you out they helped me then- out man yeah that's, that's my thing man i'm a i'm pretty much an open book man i always say too man i'm not here to compete i'm here to create you know what i mean because remember I, I was saying even in the classrooms though uh unfortunately now i know that people that are watching your channel they, they're eager to learn people that watch my channel they want to learn but a lot yeah. of times you do get in the classroom if it's 30 people in there only two or three people really paying attention you know what I'm saying? oh so, yeah so even if we're giving out the knowledge, who's going to actually use it? You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling you when I start actually applying what I was reading to some of these books, because a lot of times we can read these books and we ain't applying the knowledge. I mean, it really don't. It ain't going to add up anyway, but nah, man. I'm- yeah, man. So I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I appreciate you for coming on the show. I, I had a fun yeah. conversation with you, learning about your, your story, man. And if anybody listening or watching this, man, there is no excuse you've heard Walter talk about everything that was put in front of him and he owns his own business. Like that stuff happens. If you, if you uh, put your mind to it, man, you want to close out on anything? You want to say anything before we get off? No, nah, man. Appreciate it. Adrian, a reliable HVACR, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Expect people.